Hey, it's Kathy. I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free five-day workshop. It's called the Abundance Activation Challenge, and it starts today. And it's not too late for you to join us. Today is the last day to join. Go to kathyheller.com slash five day to sign up. The pre-party has been happening and it's been such a blast. There's so many high vibe women in there who are ready to call in more abundance. I know that you will love that you showed up for this. I'll be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern every day this week, teaching you how to become a master manifester. You are just going to have the best time. If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. What kind of process can you create that will support you in your dream? So it's not trying to change your way of thinking or your workflow or anything. It's actually trying to help you, you know, get closer to the thing that you believe in. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work, I want to do my life's work. If you want to be baking or sculpting or dancing or songwriting or screenwriting or painting or doing that thing that you've just always wanted to do, but you haven't figured out quite how to make a living full time doing it, this is the show. This is the show. Don't keep your day job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. We're here to have this conversation week after week. We're interviewing people who've done it. We're talking about the strategies. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. 2018, this is going to be your year. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. New members get 50% off an annual membership. You can visit aptive.com slash dreamjob. That's A-A-P-T-I-V dot com slash dreamjob. Thanks to Slack for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Slack is a messaging app which brings together all your team's communications in one place, making work simpler and more productive. Go to slack.com to learn more. Thanks to HP for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. For a limited time only, save 35% on HP's ZBook 17 G4 mobile workstation and other select best-selling business PCs with Intel Core processors exclusively for our listeners. You can visit www.hp.com dream and enter code dreamjob at checkout. Free shipping and returns available year-round, along with customer support directly from the experts. Again, it's free shipping and returns available year-round, along with customer support directly from the experts. Offer available while supplies last. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I'm so glad you guys are here with us. I mean, it's the start of a new year. How many of you listened to the episode from last week and you downloaded the goals worksheet and you printed it out and you started thinking about it? Uh, I know many of you sent it to me. It was so cool to read all these different stories. This one wants to start a swimwear line. This one wants to start baking. This one wants to start doing yoga. This one wants to help grieving parents. It was just incredible. Everybody has something different, you know, they're feeling called to do. And I know that it's, it's fascinating, but the thing that kept coming up for people that they're biggest struggle was this just this annoying self-doubt this voice inside of us that just tells us like who are you kidding or they're all gonna think you're crazy or it's never gonna work or it's not secure and it's not practical I don't know about you but I feel like the most non-practical thing you can do is take your time your life the the thing that's the most valuable thing in the world and spend it doing something that doesn't light you up or that you just don't absolutely love doing or doesn't make you feel a sense of purpose and so 
I believe that there absolutely is a way for you to figure out how to have more purpose and how to have more fulfillment. And that's actually why I wanted to bring on our guest today, Chris Gillibo. He's amazing. He's really amazing. You guys are going to see what I mean by how amazing he is when you listen to this episode. Chris is famous for the art of nonconformity. Uh, he's, he says that he was unemployable from an early age. He's always been an out-of-the-box thinker. He's traveled to like every country in the world. He had a blog called The Art of Nonconformity. He has one of the biggest podcasts there is called Side Hustle School. Um, he records an episode every single day. Like, doesn't that give me a run for the money? But it's an incredible like shot of adrenaline and you guys can listen. I think that you're going to love it. Every day he tells a story about somebody who started a side hustle. And so he creates a show for people who don't have time, for busy people, for people who want to just find more meaning in their life. And so I was so excited that he agreed to be on the show. And he he's just like, every time I talk to him, he's just chock full of wisdom, but he's also, he's got so much humility that it's so easy to listen to him. And so I'm so excited that he's, he's here today. And I want to ask him questions about how he thinks that we can overcome certain hurdles that, that are inside and also logistically outside. And he has such a great way of breaking things down and giving us some, some really powerful things to think about to help us move the needle forward and do what it is we want to do. Before I bring him on, I want to say one thing to you. I feel like there's just so much good. There's so much talent. There's so much awesome stuff in the world that like never sees the light of day because people second guess themselves so much that they just, they don't even put stuff out. And at the end of the day, I feel like this is like the biggest killer. I talk to people sometimes and I'm like, you're amazing. Why don't you have a podcast? Oh, well, you know, I need to buy the gear. I'll check in with them two weeks later. Did you buy the gear? Um, no, why not? Well, I mean, I don't know if I'm really, you know, an expert. I don't know. If I, it's like, what am I an expert? I mean, I think that this story should be inspiring to everyone. The fact that I started a podcast about a year ago, January 8th, 2017. And here we are a year later and they featured us in the number one spot as the show to listen to for this year. Like if I can do that, you can do this. You can come up with something that, you know what it is? It's about putting things out. It's like, why are we sitting on things? Why do we bury things? Why do we keep those things like inside of us? And I think that this this has got to be something that we decide this year. Like it might be uncomfortable. People might say that we're crazy. So what, you know, what do they know? How many people, you know, do you look at and they're telling you that. And at the same time, they haven't done the things in their own lives that they really wanted to do. And so I just find it fascinating how like everybody kind of lives in a different universe. Like for some people, they just don't see limits. They don't see those blocks. They just go and they just discover and they are curious and they try. And so maybe they do fail. You know, my hope for all of you is like, stop second guessing yourself. And if you if you want to live a life that's filled with more purpose, and you do, because you're here, you're listening to the show, then you absolutely can. And it might be about trying things and not giving up though, not giving up. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. Aptive has lots of great key benefits, including expert trainers for maximum results and motivation, a variety of classes and levels to keep you engaged with your fitness program over time, and flexible audio workout formats so you can work out just the way you like. Whenever or wherever you like to work out, whether you're at the gym or at home, outside, when you're traveling, for business even, Aptive is ready to go along with you with their mobile app. It's like having a personal trainer in your pocket. Whether you're interested in running, strength training, indoor cycling, stair climbing, yoga, or meditation even, active trainers can give you the guidance to get better at the exercises you love. And it's delivered in a flexible audio format to make fitness a lasting part of your routine. 
They have a really supportive community full of active members of all levels reaching for their fitness goals just like you. I personally think that it's so awesome that it comes in an app because I'm so busy that if if it's on my phone, it's like, oh, okay, well, right now I have 10 minutes. What can I do? Oh, maybe I can meditate right now. It's like I can use the time and I can be productive. So I think that that's really cool. Subscriptions start at $14.99 billed monthly or $99.99 for annual membership. For a limited time, new members get 50% off an annual membership, which is just $49.99 for the whole year of unlimited workouts. You can visit active.com slash dreamjob. That's A-A-P-T-I-V.com slash dreamjob. Thanks to Slack for supporting this podcast. Slack is a messaging app which brings all your team's communication together, giving everyone a shared workspace where conversations are organized and accessible. So I love Slack. I use it with my own team and it makes it just so easy. Instead of having to like search through your email and look for that one conversation thread, it's all there and it makes it really easy to go right back and be like, okay, this is what we were talking about and here's how I want to respond to that. Slack connects the tools and services you need in one place. You can reduce emails and streamline your team's communication. You can organize your team with real-time messaging, video or voice calls, group file sharing, and searchable archives all in this one easy-to-use app. Slack saves you time and improves your productivity. Also, it's super easy and convenient. You can drag and drop file sharing that works with all the apps you already use like Salesforce, Zendesk, and Google Drive. Plus, you can tailor Slack to work with more than a thousand apps. It works everywhere you go with mobile apps for iOS and Android that sync seamlessly. You can always pick up where you left off no matter where you are. Slack, where work happens. Find out why at slack.com. That's slack.com. Thanks to HP for supporting our podcast. Do you travel for work? Are you always on the go? Is your mobile workstation keeping up with your schedule? It's time to upgrade to HP's ZBook 17 G4 mobile workstation. HP has the world's most secure and manageable PCs and printers, plus a dedicated sales team to help you with your growing business. They have excellent pricing with free shipping and returns every day and flexible financing options. HP's ZBook 17 G4 mobile workstation is powered by Intel's 7th Gen Core i5 processor. It's a portable powerhouse designed for the road. It's made for creative professionals with demanding projects so you don't have to compromise your work while traveling. For a limited time only, you can save 35% on HP's ZBook 17 G4 mobile workstation and other select best-selling business PCs with Intel Core processors exclusively for my listeners. Visit www.hp.com dream and enter code dreamjob at checkout. Free shipping and returns available year-round along with customer support directly from the experts. That's www.hp.com dream and use code dreamjob to get your free shipping and returns available year-round along with customer support directly from the experts. Offer available while supplies last. We're going to dive in now. We're going to talk to Chris and I know you guys are going to love him because he's just so easy to like. He's so down to earth and he tells it like it is and he's going to be a champion for you over the next hour to encourage you to go for what you want. But he's got some really brass tacks wisdom and and great ways of applying the knowledge and actually putting things into motion. So uh, we're going to dive in and talk to Chris and uh, I'm excited. Chris, thank you for being here. Hey, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me. This is just so cool because you're like a rock star. Like, not <laughs> like a rock star. Like, you are a rock star in the you podcasting space. You are a rock star, space. Kathy, but thank you. Oh, no, you really are. It's so inspiring to me. I don't know if my some of my audience, I'm sure, knows you from your amazing podcast, Side Hustle School. But for those who don't, they're going to know about you today. And something you you all might not know if you don't know him is, Chris, you've recorded a podcast every single day of 2017. Mm-hmm. Yep. Doing it again in 2018 as well, yeah. And you're doing it again now. And you, you've done so many things. Like every time I talk to you, you're in a different city, you're speaking, <laughs> you're writing a book, you're doing... A... So you've achieved incredible success and you've done many things. And I want to talk to you 
um, about Side Hustle School. But I want to first, before we talk mm-hmm. about this amazing podcast, Side Hustle School, and some of the tools and some of the things that we can learn from it, because it's, it's like a wealth of inspiration and knowledge, I want to talk a little bit about your own journey. So mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about why you would create a podcast called Side Hustle School and how, how sort of you started doing Side Hustle and, and what happened for you. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, thank you again for having me on the wonderful show, and thank you for that very kind introduction. Uh, <laughs> for me, let's see. I mean, it's always dangerous to ask about somebody's life story, you know, because they're like, I was born at a young age, and right. I go from there. So <laughs> try to give some highlights here. So, uh, you know, I've, I love I've been, that. I was right, born at a young age. Right, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I learned probably 20 years ago when I was 19 that I'm basically unemployable, and uh, I was really good at working if I was motivated to do something, but... If I wasn't motivated to do something, then I would give like 20%, you know, so I had to find a way to like do things in my life that I could give 110% to. And when you're 19, there's not many jobs that are available to you that, you know, you can actually get excited about. So I I learned how to buy and sell things online. Uh, This new website called eBay.com had just come out and like learned how to do that kind of stuff. And it was just like this moment of eye-opening freedom it's like, wow, I can actually like set my own schedule and there's so much creativity to yeah. this process. And I can, if I get better at this, I can probably make more money. But the greatest benefit of it is that I, I have this freedom and it's just like so much potential and opportunity. And then that allowed me to do a lot of other things. Like I never built a huge business or anything, but that allowed me to, to travel and to, I was a musician for a while. And then I lived for four years in West Africa as an aid worker um, oh, and I like, wow. was able to, you know, side hustles basically supported my, my life for all that, that, and you know, 10 years go by and then I finally decide, okay, what am I going to do with my life? Because I do feel fortunate that I've been able to travel and be an aid worker and like, That's I don't amazing. have debt and I, I can do entrepreneurial stuff but there's no convergence to all of this. And so what's the thing that ties it all together? And then that's why like eight years ago, I started the blog, the art of nonconformity. And that was my, my chance to like chronicle some of these experiences and tell other people's stories as well. And I had begun a quest to visit every country in the world at that point. And so part of what uh, the blog was about was like chronicling that expedition essentially. And like, here's my, you know, here's the number of countries I'm at now and here's what I'm hoping to do next year. And like, I want to finish this by my 35th birthday. And so I Mm. kind of tracked that as I went along and, you know, somewhere along the way started writing books, you know, based on these experiences and other people's, like what other people are doing to create side hustles and new sources of income and, and what that means to them, not just, you know, what is it to make money, but what does that allow them to do? And kind of fast forward to last year, I went on a tour of about 30 cities in North America and I had this other book out called Born for This and I gave like a 30 minute stump speech and for like 30 seconds or like one minute of my 30 minute speech, I would talk about side hustles and it was like a side note. It was just like, oh, by the way, also, you know, I think everybody should have more than one source of income, even if you love your job, you know, even if you have no plans to quit or whatever, like right away. Mm. Everybody needs more than one source of income, and here's how you do it. Here's a couple of stories of people, and people responded to that like disproportionately. Like 50% of the questions that I would get afterwards were always about the side hustle. I was like, huh, wow. okay, well, I've been wow. doing this myself, you know, for 20 years, and yeah. I've been writing about it in some form for 10 years now, just about. So I really want to like go all in and invest in this concept, and so that's when I decided, like, okay, I'm gonna you know write a new book about it. I'll do a tour, but also I want to you know, kind of catch up to 2002 and start a podcast, basically. So um, I knew I had to do a different kind of podcast because like I felt like I was so behind. 
And that's why it was like side hustle school. It's going to be a different format every single day, less than 10, 10 minutes a day. And on the podcast, I'm going to tell stories. I'm going to tell a different story every day of somebody who, you know, uses this process to start their side hustle and what do they learn and what challenges do they overcome? And then what happens? Like, what is the outcome? How much money do they make? And then what does that allow them to do? So that's wow. kind of what wow. led me to be where I, where I am now. You know, <laughs> I ask people that question all the time. Like, so what's your story? You know, mm -hmm. like, tell me about yourself. And that was one of the most delicious facets. You're so interesting. <laughs> um, I want to go back to that book for a second. Mm, sure. I know that that's not the meat of what we were going to talk about, but talk about you wrote a book called Born for This. Mm -hmm. What was that about? Uh, that book was, it was like the concept was how to find the work you were meant to do. And uh, just the idea that some people... Uh, I, I feel this way myself, and you can see it in other people too, when they, they find their dream job, whether their dream job is you know working for themselves or in the right yeah. company or organization, like you can look and you're like, that person is doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And yeah. like I said, I feel that way. I don't know if you do. And it's like, what does that, what did that person do to get in that place? Like, were they just lucky? Like there probably is some role of luck and circumstance. Like I feel very privileged. I acknowledge that as a characteristic of like, you know, who I am, but also like there are choices, like you're, you have to make choices in life. And there's lots of different times when you're facing different paths and how do you know which path to go down? And because each path is going to indicate like what happens to you next. And so just like a case study model of people who had found their dream job and how do they, how do they get that? Um, or how do they make that happen for themselves? So, so that's so in line with what our, what this podcast is about. Right, right. So what do you think? I mean, I talked mm. last week, I said that I think alignment is the new hustle and that mm, part of finding your dream job is really being willing to listen and mm -hmm. get quiet and also understand the feedback that you're getting from the world when you're trying things so that you can keep changing the Rubik's cube until you land on the configuration that you are in alignment with what you're supposed mm -hmm. to do. I want to know. What what was one of your takeaways from from doing those case studies and writing mm -hmm. that book? What do you think is part of the wisdom that someone can learn from? How do you how do you find the dream job? How do you find that sweet spot of where you're supposed to be? Well, I think you said it pretty well. I, I would say something similar. I, I just use different language. I like the Rubik's cube analogy. I might borrow that at some point. <laughs> you know, I talk a lot, and I also like the word alignment. By the way, like I think that's a much better word than balance. You know, people use the word balance a lot and. I, I guess I kind of object to the balance road because it kind of implies that like you could just kind of keep adding things basically as long as like the proportions mm -hmm. were correct and alignment's a little bit yeah. a little bit more subtle and more more interesting to me. So, you know, I, I use the analogy of, of paths and like there's lots of paths we could go down and people stress a lot, especially at like a young age of like getting it right. And therefore they kind of make conservative decisions and they're not willing to like take risks or they feel like once they're on mm -hmm. a path, they can't get off it. And so I'm, I'm a big fan of encouraging people to like get off the path. Like if you're, if you start something and it's not what you think it's going to be, then, then that's okay. Yeah. Life is short. Turn around and do something different. That's um, right you know, often in our culture, like we have this like American value of just like persist and like never give up. And, and I think there's a lot of power in giving up. Like, there's a lot of power in giving up on something and saying like, actually, I want to do something different. And, and successful people do that all the time, especially in their like, especially if you look at like their histories, usually like their life history, like they, they didn't know when they were like 19, what they wanted to do for the rest of their mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. They found it, you know, That's by amazing. exploring, right? That is a powerful thing. What you just said, there's a lot of power in giving up mm. because I think the overarching premise of this this mission sort of to get home, to get mm -hmm. home to who you're really supposed to be, I think that we are supposed to be persistent in finding our way there. Mm -hmm. But I don't yeah. think that that means that you keep persisting when something just isn't working. It really right. means you have to be willing to 
try it again. And you're right. That is something that successful people do. They they started this business and they start this business. Like there's always a million um, things behind the scenes that people don't see. Yeah. So in your own show now, Side Hustle, you've, you've told the stories of many mm-hmm. different people. You've done 365. Well, now more because the mm-hmm. new year has begun. You've done, I don't know, 300 and almost 70 shows. Yeah. So um, tell us a few of the stories that you think might be inspiring to us. Yeah, well, I was trying to think about, you know, you guys and who's out there listening. And um, obviously your, your show resonates with, with so many people in the maker space and the artist space and the creative space. And I always thought, I've always thought of myself as a, as a creative as well, just in a, in a different kind of way. And I thought about this, this one story I like of um, this guy in Austin, Texas, and he's a copywriter and he's done a bunch of different stuff like side hustles on, you know, in his spare time. And one of the ones I really like is like three years ago, he creates... Um, this project basically called like 140 character woodworks, you know, like he's basically mm. taking tweets and like putting, carving them into woodworks and like, so it could be your tweet or your friend's tweet or a celebrity's tweet or whatever. And he actually makes this as an April Fool's joke. Like he's not actually thinking anything's <laughs> going to come of it. It's like he creates a website and he's like almost like mocking Twitter or social, social media, right. you know, like your, your tweet is so precious that you actually want to carve it and keep it on your desk, you know? Oh my God, so, that is so, really hilarious. Right. But he actually, when he builds the you know fake website, he actually like installs a PayPal button or like, you know, some e-commerce, you know, solution on it. And so people actually started ordering basically. And like the d- design blog started writing about it. And uh, so he actually turned it into a real business. And then three years on, like every year for the past three years, he's made $50,000 from this project that was originally oh an April God. Fool's joke. So I liked wow. that idea that he's like, you know, making something that's interesting. He didn't really, he didn't validate the idea. Like all the stuff that you hear about in the startup world or on Shark Tank or whatever, he didn't, he didn't scale the idea. He didn't validate the idea. He didn't know it was going to work before he tried it. Like I said, it was a joke, but it turned into this like thing that's been this like really, really, you know, significant yeah. thing for him. Um, I look at people who are selling, selling things on Etsy um, but doing it well, you know, because lots of people yeah. are selling on Etsy, but a lot of them are not successful. So I try to see like, right. what are the, what are the people doing differently that are successful? Um, yeah, I don't know, all kinds yeah. of stuff. And he just like put something out there. He mm-hmm. just like threw his hat in the ring. Right. And it was different. You know, it was, it was people hadn't seen that, that kind of thing before. Um, I like to look at people that are doing kind of cross career stuff and maybe you do that too. Like, uh, I, I think it's usually good to have something to your side hustle that's different from your day job. Or even if you're like a full-time entrepreneur or working for yourself, I think, it's usually like a bad idea to be like, okay, I'm an accountant by day and therefore I'm going to do taxes for people at night. You know, it's usually right. much better to be like, there's a guy in Dubai who is a managerial accountant for some, you know, big Fortune 500 company and he is a poet as well. And mm-hmm. he actually has found a way to like put on these poetry slams and, oh, and turn it into a business. And he's actually making like $1,500 a month from it, which, you know, you can't live off of $1,500 a month in Dubai, but it's, it's not small. You know, like if you, if you, if you think about it as a listener, as anybody, like what would you do in your life if you had $1,500 more each month that wasn't coming from your job and you could use that to pay off bills or debt or save for something like it's significant, but yeah, it's also, also, he's not doing it full time. He's doing yeah, it for pleasure. Exactly. And exactly. Money. Yeah. Right. Right. Perfect. That's exactly. cool. So, I mean, lots of maker stuff, but I also look at other people. I look at people like wherever they are. Like my whole principle is like everyone's an expert at something. And, you know, the way that you're going to be successful in this world is not by going out and acquiring a bunch of new skills for the most part. Like what you need to mm. learn is is the skills that you already have are valuable. And you need to learn how to like transform those or like adapt those in this like new economy kind of way. So that's mm. what I teach. But it's not so much about like you need to go out and learn to code. You know, you need to be like a web developer. Like if you're not a web developer, then don't make an app. You know, that's like oh probably the God, best advice, right? Because people are always like, how do I make an app? I'm like, why do you want to make an app? Because apps are selling. 
Like, do you know how to do that? No. Okay, well, let's do something different, right? I love that you're saying that. I feel like that goes back to what we were talking about before about, you know, being in alignment with who Mm. you are and really what you're supposed to do. And I think that something that is really missing, and you just said it so well, is you know, we don't cultivate having the self-awareness and really Mm -hmm. flexing that muscle to know ourselves Mm -hmm. and to know what we really do well. And I love that you just said it's, it's more often than not, it's not about adapting new skills. It's about really understanding and celebrating what you already have. Mm -hmm. How do you think that somebody could gain that insight? Let's say Mm -hmm. they don't, they can't just rattle that off to you. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think a lot of people say, oh, I don't, I don't have any, you know, valuable skills, right? I hear that a lot, actually. Like, I don't have any marketable skills. Like, I know what to do for my job, but I don't know, you know, like what else I'd be good at. So I always right. usually challenge, challenge that thinking a little bit on an individual basis, because I think once you start dialoguing either with yourself or, you know, just talking with somebody else, you, you can identify like a bunch of stuff that you're actually good at that could be applied in different ways. And so, would say like, okay, to that person, okay, what is it that you do about do it, your job? You know, if you have a job, like, what are you good at? What, what do you like about your job? What do you not like? What do other people recognize in you? Like if you're at a meeting and people are handing out tasks and they're like, oh, Kathy should do this because, you know, she's mm. going to do a good job with it. It's almost like the group is recognizing the strength or the skill that you have. And yeah. you can also think about what do your friends ask you about? Like, what are you the expert? What are your uh, the authority on that people come yeah. to you for advice or help with? And maybe it comes naturally to you. So you don't think it's hard for other people, but it, other people, it's hard. It's easy for you. So it's probably something hmm. along those lines yeah, um, that's, that I that's think good. is interesting to draw out. Or even going back to like your childhood, what did you want to be when you grow up? Like when you were 10 years old and you answered that question and maybe there's nothing there. Like maybe it's like, I wanted to be a baseball player. Well, I'm not going to grow up to be a baseball player, right? But maybe there's some other dream or aspiration that can be kind of, you know, revived uh, or re- revitalized yeah. in some way. There's a lot of um, self-doubt that's kind of I think maybe one of the biggest stumbling blocks, do you think? Yep, I completely agree. I completely agree. I think uh, often people mistake like a lack of knowledge for what is actually like the self-doubt or the self-awareness or the confidence um, or I don't know how to get past this obstacle. It's, it's like people say that they want process and training and like and I try to provide that, but I also understand like I think the greater challenge for a lot of us and myself, it's always been that way in my life too, is not just like the logistics of what do I need to do, but how do I overcome this inner struggle or how do I get started or how do I get to the next level? If like I've had a little bit of success or I, do I plateau or do I continue to challenge myself to grow? And when I say success, I don't mean just like external success, but growth basically, you know, and sometimes those two things are correlated and sometimes they're not, but I think the inner problems are harder than the external ones. Well, this is fantastic because it is the beginning still, you know, of the mm-hmm. new year and yeah. people, you know, they, they go out New Year's Eve and they, they, mm-hmm. they talk a good game and what they want to do. And, and then, you know, a week, two weeks in, they start to lose steam. And right. I think if we're going to be intellectually honest about mm-hmm. how we're going to achieve what we want for this year, then this, and I, I wanted to talk to you about some obstacles in general, maybe we can talk about a few, but let's start with this one. If this is really true, and I'm, I'm sure that it is, that the inside stuff is, is much, much more of the, the hurdle than the, the logistical obstacles, what, what do you think are some of the ways that in your own life you overcame that? And uh-huh. what do you think are some of the things that we can think about for each one of us listening? Because we do have to get out of our own way. Like that definitely is the, the biggest culprit. Man, I think I'm, I think we're all on a journey. And I think like for me, I'm still, I, I have so much more to overcome. You know, when I, it's funny when you ask that question, I, keep, I, I don't go to the past. I go to kind of like the present of like, what am I trying to work through now? And like, I feel like I have all these limitations and 
like I've been in therapy for two years and I'm trying to like overcome stuff so that I can be a better person, a version of myself, not just for my career, but for my personal life and relationships and alignment, you know, to go back to your words. So yeah. I don't know in terms of what I had to overcome in the past. I mean, like I was a, I was a juvenile delinquent. I was a high school dropout. Like all that was before I was unemployable. I'm sure it was kind of tied in, um, kind of had a weird childhood mm-hmm. and stuff and that's affected a bit of my life and struggle with depression and anxiety and just mostly kind of coming to terms with some of that and actually just acknowledging it and understanding like, okay, this is part of like, this is part of who I am. And, um, if I just like, I'm really good at fighting. I'm really good at like working harder than most people and trying to always like do more, but there is a limit to that. You know, there is like a certain point where it's like, okay, you know, you might be further ahead than somebody else, but if you can actually like take a step back and overcome some real issues in your life, not just, you know, work more or whatever, then there's probably something better for you on the other side. So that's a little bit of the past and the present. I don't mean to be too vague or general there. That's just what I I think about when you, when you ask that question. I mean, that's so extraordinary and, and it only made everybody just love you even more just now because (laughs) you're so real and humble and I don't sugarcoat that stuff too. And I, I've talked on this show about how I've struggled with so many things and my childhood was, I mean, everybody has so many things that they've been through. Like to think that it's sort of like surprising when you hear Mm -hmm. that people have been through stuff. We've, we've sort of, I think have to accept it as a, just that everybody sort of has soldiered through a lot and um, there's so much there. But what Mm -hmm. I do want to say is you, you're clearly very courageous though, because you put your podcast out. You didn't second guess that to death and never do it. Mm -hmm. You, have travel you just said you traveled to 30 cities last year you've written mm-hmm. a couple books um so there's a part of you that pushes through that self-doubt there's a part of you that says no let's just go yeah i think i mean i, I think your confidence increases with experience and that's how it was with that's what i encourage people to do is like if you're not sure what to do we'll just start trying some stuff because you're not going to see the end product you know usually in the beginning you're not going to have this big vision for your life until you have like have some smaller accomplishments and the small accomplishments may seem really big at first and they are big because that's, yeah. that's significant to you. You know, like I, when I was doing the whole travel quest, I would occasionally meet people and they're like, I'm going to Paris next week, but that's no big deal. You know, because like, I obviously you've been like everywhere and I'm always and like, they've never been to Europe. Like for them, it's like, I've never been to Europe. So and I'm like, that is a big deal. That's great. Like, that's fantastic. Like, good for you. You know, when I started <laughs> traveling, like I had never been anywhere either. And it's not like I said on country number two, oh, I'm going to go to every country in the world. Like it came much, much later, you know, as I did different stuff. So I think I think uh, experience produces a lot of confidence and it gives you That's the ability to, to say yes to, to other things. So when I think about, oh, can I do the show every day? I was actually more excited about that than I would be about doing it two or three times a week. Like I actually thought this is going to be easier for me to do it seven days a week, no breaks, than it would be for me to like just make it part of my life, you know, here and there. How, how do you do that? Like how do you come up with great content every single day? Well, I mean, I don't think they're all amazing. I think like some are better than others, of course. And I, I think, I don't know, I put a lot of work into it. I mean, I, I started working on it last summer. I mean, the summer before 2017, so 2016, like four or five months before we started the show, I spent a lot of time working about it, working on it. Didn't talk about it to anybody. Um, just kind of went in a cave and thought through like, what is the structure of this? How are we going to like generate the stories? Where are they going to come from? And then how am I going to tell those stories? And then what's the flow of it going to be? So I don't know. I just, I made it a process and... I spend a lot of time on it now, but I like it. I, it's, it's rewarding. I mean, you know how it is. You get lots, lots of no, nice notes from people and you can tell that it's yeah. making a difference. And so that's also self-reinforcing, I think. I think it's hard to be an artist of any kind where you 
where you really are just like working independently and there's no response. Like I respect artists who are like, I'm just making it for myself. Like I get that. But for me, I would say like there is a little bit of a relationship there between what I'm trying to make and how people interact with it. And that's, yeah, that's absolutely. helpful. That's helpful. Well, that gives you a sense of purpose. You feel like right, you're contributing. Right. And I think everybody wants to feel like they're contributing. In fact, I wanted to ask you mm. what drives you? Like what mm. is the reason that you want to make that show? What do you ultimately hope will happen for your listener? Hmm. I'm trying to make this show for listeners who maybe feel a bit outside of what they hear from other entrepreneurial messages. And maybe they feel a bit disconnected from some traditional entrepreneurial messages. Uh, maybe they, they, they can't take a lot of risk right now or they, they perceive that there would be a lot of risk, you know, to like jump off a cliff or whatever and like, you know, borrow money or they have all these, they have all these assumptions and, and beliefs based on what they've seen elsewhere. And so what I'm trying to do is not turn everyone into an entrepreneur, but help people have more freedom and more options and like a backup plan and secure, like all the good things that come about from having more than one source of income. I'm trying to help them feel empowered to know that they can do it and to know that there are other people out there just like them who are doing it. And that's why I use the case study model, like every day, a different story. So if you don't like today's story, well, maybe tomorrow's will make more sense to you. And they're they're not celebrities either. That's the other thing is I'm just looking at regular people out there. So-and-so is in the Midwest and works this day job. And then like at night, you know, they're a puppeteer. And they're like building these puppets and like putting on the shows over the weekend. And, but they found a way to make like $2,000 a month from it. Isn't that amazing? You know, so that's yeah. the kind of stuff I'm trying to, to do is help people feel like something is possible for themselves. Yeah, I love that. That's so true. It's like a little bit can go a long way and it doesn't have to be this very binary thing. It's either right. all or it's nothing, you know, right. I, I love that. So just to touch on what we were talking about before in terms of obstacles, what are some of the more logistical obstacles that you hmm. feel come up as a through line and how, how have some of the stories you've told the people, how, how have they gotten over those? I think people, you know, people haven't, first of all, developed their sense of curiosity because I think curiosity is like one of these key traits of successful people in general. And certainly in the case of business, like being willing to ask questions about stuff and like, Hey, maybe if I did like make this little, like, you know, woodworks out of tweets or something, people would actually want to buy it. Uh, or maybe there is a way to actually make money as a poet or a musician or whatever, uh, if there's a creative approach to it. So curiosity, first of all, I think is like learning to develop that, which you don't learn it at at school. You probably didn't learn it at home unless you had an entrepreneurial household or like a really creative artistic household. Um, so that's that. And then I think secondly, people, if you ask anyone in the world, they have a business idea usually of some kind, but it's not usually very well developed. And it's, like I'm trying to help people go from like the, like the book I have side hustle is like from idea to income in 27 days. So I'm trying to help people go from idea to income and, and an idea has to become an offer. So I'm helping people think about offers from the beginning. Like we, as people, mm. as consumers, we don't go to the idea store. We don't buy ideas. You know, we're like, that's a great idea. I'm going to buy that idea. Like we buy products, we buy services. And so I'm trying to help people think, okay, what is your product? What is the service? What is the emotional benefit that this is going to provide to somebody? And how can you tell your story in those terms? And then how can you call people to action so that they know, here's what I have to do to actually, you know, consume this or purchase this or register for it or whatever, because there's so many people who have websites where you can't figure out like how to take action on it or how to like, I like this idea, but how do I sign up? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. so trying to simplify that stuff. I think those are, those are big logistical problems that people tend to have. That's fantastic. I, I love that from, from idea to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and this book is incredible. I mean, th- this is this is really information that everybody's looking for, and you, you mm, put it out there, you. which is really generous of you. 
um, let's let me give you an example. Let's say somebody likes to bake cookies, right? Mm. And they're like, I have a thing for baking, and my friends tell me I'm pretty good at it. How am I supposed to t- turn that from an idea to an offer? Like, what do I do? I mean, I guess I could like have a bake sale. But what else? Yeah, right, right. Well, this re- this relates to one of my ve- my very favorite stories actually of the the whole year, and one that I've been telling a lot. Um, but it's a story of uh, this woman named Teresa Greenway, and she was a baker. Uh, her baking preference was uh, bread, sourdough mm-hmm. bread in particular. So, um, you know, she really loved to bake bread, and and um, and Teresa was was a bit older than some folks, so she wasn't as familiar with technology. And uh, her daughter came to her and said, like, hey, hey, mom, I think you should um, teach a class on baking bread. And so Teresa was like, how does that work? Do I, like, rent a room at the library? Do I, like, print, print flyers or whatever? Right, right. And her daughter's like, no, there's this new platform, this new, this new like, website called Udemy, like Udemy.com. Yeah. And we can actually, like, I'm going to film you with my iPhone in your kitchen. You're going to talk to the camera just like you're talking to, like, a group of people. And yeah. we're going to create this course, basically, and, like, put it up online. And, like, people can watch a little trailer. And if they like it, they can purchase it. And the company gets some of the money and you get some of the money. And so basically, like, she goes on and creates, like, this sourdough bread course and makes $25,000 like the first year, uh, which is two years ago, which is amazing. But then it gets better because it just gets better and better because last year she makes like four or five other courses and they're all about baking bread. They're all about sourdough bread. Like she, this is like, this is my niche. She's like sourdough bread. That's my thing. So she's got intermediate sourdough, advanced sourdough, extreme sourdough. It goes on and on like a whole library, like an empire of sourdough bread courses, you know? This is a true story. People can go and look this up, of course. So last year, um, I forgot what it was. I think it was like $85,000 in net income that she made from the oh. sourdough bread, you know, empire. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about this is like she she was actually like really struggling when she started this project. I didn't mention that earlier. She was, um, like I said, she was a bit older, but she was uh, actually like on food stamps. She was living in poverty. She had been in an abusive relationship, which she left. And in addition to her daughter, she had a son who was autis- who was on the autistic spectrum. And so all this kind of stuff. She was working as a wow. as a housekeeper in a motel, basically. Oh and so my like God. this, this like has to be a movie. completely Someone changed her life. You know, completely oh changed God. her life. You know, and so that's why like you know these things that they have like it's not just a small thing. Like this has the potential to like make a huge difference in somebody's life. So I didn't mean to distract from your question. Your question was like, what if no, somebody's out there and they want to bake? I'm so you know? glad you said all <laughs> right. that. Oh my well, God, that go. was an incredible you know? story. So there's there's more than one way to do it. Yes, you can do the bake sale, but there's probably something else. There's probably like other people out there, you know, who want to learn what you you know how to do. And also, I mean, not to like go on and on, but the other great thing about this example is baking bread like this is not like a new technology right like this is something that's been around for like a little bit and so there's also (laughs) if you want to learn to bake bread like there's a thousand ways to learn to do it you don't have to buy this person's course but yet people are still buying her course because for whatever reason they connect with her they like how she teaches they like her style they like the convenience of it so people often think well i would like no one would ever want to you know learn to bake cookies from me because like you can learn that you know on any website or any cookbook or from your grandma or whatever but there's probably some people out there that are going to you know yeah. re- relate and respond to what you have to offer that's really 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 awesome i'm i'm so glad you shared all that i'm wondering if you've given some thought to like different paths like for me mm. when people ask me about how they can make a living the the, mo- the most immediate thought i think okay well you can either you can make it mm-hmm. or you can right. teach it Right, right. Um, and you just talked about both of those two things. Right, right. Is there a third one that you see as like an? Oh yeah, immediately you go to that. There's like a hmm. third and a fourth one. You can make it. You can teach it. I don't know. Like maybe you can enable it. Maybe you can. You're not teaching it, but you're supporting it somehow. Or like you're. Ooh, yeah. um, 
I don't know. Like, well, like um, you said about the poet, like he created right. Slam Nights, so he's right. enabling it. He's helping right, other right, people right. to do exactly. that and creating a community around it, supporting it. Right, right. Or you can decipher something. Like I did a story about this guy who's into like cryptocurrency and like that's like the huge thing now. And like it's like a huge thing, but nobody understands it, right? Yeah. Like, the, like I don't even understand it myself. Like people are like, I don't what know. is this? Nobody does. Basically, that's like a whole yep. thing. So whenever there's like <laughs> something new that everybody's talking about, but no one understands, there's yeah. a lot of opportunity there. So this guy is actually, he's like in, in Holland. And so he's doing like these Dutch videos, like YouTube videos basically like demystify and decode this whole like bitcoin cryptocurrency thing for people and he's he's doing well with it and so i guess technically he's teaching but the point is like he's going into this new industry and like helping other people you know kind of find access to it and if you think about like how do you enter the cryptocurrency industry well you have to have a lot of money you have to like basically invest money or whatever and take risk but he's found another way to do it that that requires zero dollars you know in startup capital wow you know this is all just, I love that such a delicious conversation. Like you have so many great things to say. Uh, and you say everything in such a humble way that it's like just such a pleasure. Uh, since this, this is still very much in the new year, in the spirit of the mm-hmm. new year. And I know that we've been talking so much about things that I, I know people are probably listening right now and they're just feeling like fired up and they're excited. And then there's always this next feeling, which is like, but how, how, mm-hmm. you know? Right, right. And, you know, we, we've given a few examples and you've Mm -hmm. talked about a couple different paths and and it is kind of frustrating sometimes when you're like okay that worked for Teresa but Mm -hmm. I don't I don't bake bread so you know where where do I go to find my how and I know in my own life that I had to figure that out for myself and put one foot in front of the other and do and do and do and then continue to like reverse engineer and try something and put this out and how do you mm-hmm. explain the how? Because it's right. easy to say, get clear. What do you want? Why do you want mm-hmm. it? Be specific. Okay. Right. How do I get it? How do I do it? Well, I'm, I'm not Chris Gillibo. Like it's easy yep. for him. He's just a genius. He's like a savant. Mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm not. Thank you. I'm not a genius or a you savant. You might be though, Chris. Uh, I have a feeling like you might be. No, I'm just, I am, I am persistent in that way that you identified earlier where it's like, you know, you don't give up on your life dream. You don't give up on your mission. Absolutely. But you're willing to change any strategy or tactic to get there because who cares about that? You know, like it's all about your destination and like, what are you trying to do? So I reverse engineering, another phrase you just used. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. That's how I went to every country in the world. Like when I got this idea, you know, I don't know how many years ago now, probably 15 years ago, um, I, at first I was like, this is a totally crazy idea. Like, this is ridiculous. And then I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was one of those ideas that kind of kept coming back to me, you know, for like three months in a row. And like my theory on crazy ideas is we all have like crazy ideas and dumb ideas. And like, if you have a crazy idea that's with you for like one day and then it's gone the next day, then you can be like, okay, that was, that was just a dumb idea. Basically I was crazy. not going to do that. But if you have this idea that keeps coming back to you like over and over, like it's there for a reason. So finally, you know, decided to actually do something about it. And the first thing I did was like, is this actually feasible? What does this look like? How does one go to every country in the world? Mm. You know, and essentially I realized like, okay, it's a question of it's, a, it's just a question of resources, of like a certain amount of time. There's going to be a certain amount of cost to it. There's going to be some sacrifice involved. If I do this, I won't be able to do a lot of other things. Uh, it's a matter of logistics, like deciphering, like how many countries in the world are there? Okay, how can I, you know, how can I like combine different trips? What are the, you know, logistical things like visas that I have to think about? So if we take, the, if we go from like a really big thing like that to something like how do I make the course or whatever, then it's it's almost like, okay, the final product is like I have the course that's out. What is the step that's right before that? Oh, well, the course is complete. It's on some platform and there's a link that people can purchase it. And I've thought yeah. about who it's for. And so I, I actually write all this stuff out. And like, I, I'm a big like list maker. Lists have always been my friend, you know, since I was a kid, I'm like writing down my to-do list and stuff like that. So I always love if I can see the next step, then I'll just do the next step. 
And if I can see the next step after that, then that's great. Mm. And um, I, I really like working in this kind of logical, ordered fashion. And I think it's okay. Like if you're, a, you know, a more of a right brain creative, that's okay too. This can be your friend. This can help you. This can support you in your dream. So that's what yeah, I would encourage yeah. people to think about. It's oh, like, so what kind good. of process can you create that will support you in your dream? So it's not trying to change your way of thinking or your workflow or anything. It's actually trying to help you, you know, get closer to the thing that you believe in. Oh, so good. I'm going to re-listen to that several times, <laughs> what you just said. That was such a great chunk. Um, it's all been great. One, one thing that I feel like is going to come up for people as, as we're talking, because, you know, there's always that, like, there's like this, like, doom, this, like, voice of doom uh-huh. that, like, presents itself. As soon as we all get excited, then this other little voice comes in. Right, and right. I feel like one thing that I hear a lot from people, which, which you might as well, since your show is called Side Hustle School, is people say, well, that all sounds great, but yep. I don't have the time. I mm-hmm. have no free time. And you're like, well, I just did 370 plus shows with people who have a full-time job. This is a side mm-hmm. hustle. Mm-hmm. What do you do about that excuse? What do you do about that lack of a resource? And people's like, no, seriously, I don't have the time. I have a job that I don't like. And then they have like, you know, three kids. So what do you say to them? Mm-hmm. I would say you're the person that I make side hustle school for. Because I designed it from the beginning and the first episode I said I'm making this show for busy people and I'm making this for people who have jobs and have responsibilities and you've got family and you've got other stuff and you're overburdened um, and you're sleep deprived. And so the wrong thing to tell you would be like get up two hours earlier tomorrow morning and the next day after that to like work on your project, which is exactly what I've heard people say before. Like I've heard people say that at an event, like if you really believe in yourself, like tomorrow, you know, get up two hours earlier. And I'm like, okay, you can do that tomorrow probably. But can you really do that the next day and the day after that? Like, no, it's not possible. Like, we're not, we're already like sleep deprived, as I said. So I would say, you know, the key is, okay, first of all, it's acknowledge. Like what you say is true. Like you are busy. I totally get it. But yet you also want to invest in yourself. Like you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't believe in investing in yourself. Like you're already kind of self-identified as like, okay, I want to do something to change. So I would, I try to, you know, kind of chunk things down and be like, okay, what, what is essential? There's all kinds of things you could do for your business, your side hustle, your creative project. What is essential? Like, what do you really need to do? And that's why like the book has 27 steps over 27 days. And it's so funny because people have asked me like over and over, like, why is it 27? And what if I want to take like 30 days to, you know, I'm like, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. You can adapt it. The point is I'm trying to like, just make it really bite-sized. Right, 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 and right. like, if you only have 20 minutes a day to work on your thing, then that's fine. Just make sure those 20 minutes count. Because if you don't identify in advance what you're going to spend that time on, then you're just going to end up just doing a bunch of stuff and like feeling overwhelmed and responding to emails or whatever. You're not actually going to make progress in the goal that you have. So if you can take the limited time, identify what's essential and know in advance what you're going to work on, I think that's going to help you a lot. That's fantastic. All right. So wrapping up. So Chris, tell us the name of your book and where people can find it. Awesome. Thank you. It's called Side Hustle from Idea to Income in 27 Days. Um, you should be able to find it in any bookstore or online retailer, wherever you shop for books, or okay. you can just come to sidehustleschool.com. Amazing. And uh, I mean, I, it's kind of the same question, but a little different. Where can people find your podcast? Oh, it's called Side Hustle School. You can listen in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Amazing. So is there anything else that you want to say? You know, I, I know sometimes I'm thinking about who's listening to the show and it's like, you know, I look at. I'll see download numbers. I'm like, oh God, that's like a stadium full of people, right? Uh But really we're talking to this person and this person, this one's in her car and he's on the subway. And each one of us, you know, we're these kids at at Mm. heart. These, this like eight-year-old who lives inside of us who has this dream to to do something with our life that makes us feel alive, that makes us feel Mm. a sense of purpose. And there's a lot of sadness and there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of feeling like, 
our lives are passing by and we're not actualizing. And it's, it's a beautiful thing when you can, you know, spend a moment with somebody who feels a little bit closer to, Mm -hmm. to doing their mission and who can give you some wisdom. And I'm wondering, like, what do you want to say to each one of these people? Like, what's Mm. your advice as we, as we close up? What do you think is a take home message for you? Yeah. Well, I guess, first of all, I I would acknowledge them and thank them for, for spending this time with us. And, um, Maybe secondly, I would say like the central message of everything I've been trying to do for 10 years now, not just with side hustles, but with, with travel, with all kinds of things. Like the central message is you don't have to live your life the way others expect. Yeah. And so to that person in the car at the gym, like wherever they are, you probably have lots of people in your life that have expectations and assumptions for you. And like, there's this thing that you're supposed to do. And if that's what you want to do, then that's great. Go and do that. But if you have this stirring to do something different, if you have that crazy idea or the creative notion or whatever it is, well, maybe you should pay attention to that. And maybe you should actually follow that because again, you, you know, life is short. So why not pursue what's important and meaningful to you and understand that lots of other people around the world are making the same choice too. That's so awesome, Chris. Thank you for being who you are and for just blazing such a trail for us. And uh, can't wait to like see what, what, what else you're going to keep putting out in the world. It's so generous of you. Uh, it takes a tremendous amount of effort and care. So thank you for making your show and writing your books and traveling the world and taking care of yourself so you can be who you are for all of mm. us. <laughs> you're so sweet. Thank it's you. It's true. It's true. All right. Thank and uh, and, and we'll, we'll catch you on your podcast. Thank awesome. you. I'm a big fan of the show, your show too. So thank you guys. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. So much fun talking to Chris. So glad he was here. All right, here's some takeaways. Number one, persist in finding your purpose. There's a power in giving up when you realize you're on the wrong path. Number two, it's not about learning new skills, but making your existing skills valuable to the world. Number three, start a dialogue to identify your strengths. Why do people ask you for advice? What are you often assigned to do? Number four, experience produces confidence. Go create that experience. Number five, be curious. Be willing to ask the what if questions. Number six, simplify. Make it easy for customers to take action. Number seven, we all have crazy ideas and dumb ideas, but when the idea keeps coming back, it's there for a reason. Number eight, write out your steps. Create a process that won't change how you work, but will support and guide you towards your dream. Number nine, even if you only have 20 minutes, make those 20 minutes count. Identify what's essential and know in advance what you'll work on. And number 10, you don't have to live your life the way others expect you to. Well, that wraps up another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I'm so glad you guys are here. So I don't know if you guys have seen The Greatest Showman, but a bunch of people have told me I have to see this movie. And I was listening to this one song from the the movie called The Million Dreams. And in the verse, um, he says, because every night I lie in bed, the brightest colors fill my head. A million dreams are keeping me awake. And he says, I think of what the world could be. And this is the, this is what I'm dreaming about. And he says, a million dreams is all it's going to take. And, you know, and he says, and they can say, they can say it all sounds crazy. And they can say, I've lost my mind, but this is what I'm dreaming about. And I'm like, this is why this movie is making such an impact. Because if we're really honest with ourselves, and sometimes it hurts to even admit it, but there's a part of us that we've all laid awake in bed and we've had these dreams and why shouldn't it happen? Why shouldn't it be us? And why should we be the ones standing in front of ourselves and, and being the greatest obstacle to all of that happening? And I, I just want for this year and I want for each person for, for us to let that go. And I want you to get up to bat and get off the bench and get in the game and and I want you to see what's possible. And I want you to try to be open to the idea that it's going to go even better than you thought it might. And I think that, you know, everything that Chris said 
is in line with that. And it's amazing to see what he was able to create with his life. So he's another great example. And every week on this show, I will be bringing you more examples of, of people who've gone after it and will hopefully be deciphering things and pull, picking things apart so that you can go and do this because this is all about you. Every week I've been leaving you guys with a, with a song I wrote. This week I'm leaving you with a song called Taking a New Road. I thought it was apropos for the new year. I hope that you continue to press on in your journey and soldier on. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can come find me at kathy.heller, C-A-T-H-Y dot H-E-L-L-E-R. And if you private message me and ask me to follow you, I'd be happy to follow you back and just cheer you on and be there to support and watch what you're doing. Um, you can also, if you want to do something great for our show, we would love an iTunes review. It helps us so much. Tell your friends about the show. If there's someone who you feel could benefit from it, then tag somebody and post this on Facebook or send the link to the show. We want... We want to start a movement of people who are taking action and finding more purpose and making the world more delicious and filled with happier people. So thank you guys for being here. And I, I can't thank you enough for tuning in and listening to the show. It's the greatest honor of a lifetime. If you want to talk on Facebook, I'll be there this week on Thursday, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook page. And I'll be there to answer questions and support you in any way that I can. Have a great week. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tim Street, and producer, Emma Kikuchi. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. <laughs>